cliffcentral.com. All right, so let's talk a little bit to Dr. Hanan, who's always my favorite part of a Monday. Hey, Doc, how are you? Hey, guys, I'm well. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Did you manage to stay away from the shops for Black Friday? I, I stay, you know, I'm sure you've seen those memes. It's like a certain item, $4.99, pre-Black Friday, and everybody's like, hold, but Black Friday yeah. is still $4.99, and everybody goes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so no, I stay away. I stay away from the shops. I stay away. So, um, if you manage to stay away, I just want to ask you quickly about this idea of crowd psychosis and crowd madness, because we know it's a real thing. You know, hysteria, being swept up in the crowd, the way people be- behave like animals when everybody around them starts screaming, they start screaming. We have that in us, right? And then we'll, we'll get to the proper subject for this morning in a, in a second. But I'm, I'm fascinated by the way people behave in crowds. They um, tend to lose their minds. It, it, it's, an, it's a well-established phenomenon, right? It is a well-established phenomenon. People, people get involved in criminal activities when the group does. People get involved with uh, illogical behaviors when the group does. When you are outside of a restaurant and you see uh, the line going right around the block, you think the restaurant is much better than the other restaurant that has no line in front of it. So we are social human beings and we take our cues from our social environment. And when the social environment gravitates towards a particular viewpoint or a particular restaurant or a particular uh, environment or situation or condition or political view, that's what we think is good for us as well. So, okay, I mean, there's, there's no way to combat this. It's going to be part of what humans do and how they've behaved for thousands of years. But there are also those people who don't participate in this stuff. Uh, are, are any of us above it or do we just think we are? Well, a lot of, a lot, a lot of people re- rebel against the group, uh, but uh, the, re- the, re- the rebellion is actually you are a part of the rebellion. So you are associate yourself with the opposite. So you think you are against, you know, the social structure, but all you're doing is you're going in the opposite direction. So the moment the social dominant structure actually changes direction, you change with it. So you're like the opposite all of the compass. So you are still controlled by it, but nobody's bigger than uh, than our own psychology. You're not uniquely you, rebellious, <laughs> right? It makes you actually you, you think you're smart, but you're not. You're 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 just ex- you're you're acting in rebellion. I like that. You you just explained it to me. It's like you think you're special because you're going the other way, but actually, if they change direction, you would too. Uh, so you exactly. control. Okay, so let's move to today's subject because I think this is an important discussion, and it's something that comes up in argument quite a lot. Now, I know one of the tactics that uh, that people will use in order to buffer up their own case in an argument, and God knows you, you can't help yourself these days, but get involved in online arguments for whatever reason. Everybody does it, and it's really, really soul-destroying and sometimes not ter- terribly satisfying, even if you're winning. But one of the things that people are unaware of, and we're all guilty of it at some level, the smartest people, the dumbest people, the most uh, informed, the least informed, we all are guilty of confirmation bias. So I wanted to talk about what this is and what the psychological consequences of confirmation bias are and how it works in our minds. So can you give us an explanation for that? Definitely. So 
When we are born into this world, we are blank slates. We don't understand how the world works. We don't understand the rules of engagement and what happens. Mom and dad teaches the rules of the game and then teachers and then society and then culture, country and life experiences. And then we develop what we call core beliefs, beliefs and lenses in which we see the world through and in which we see ourselves through. And once mm -hmm. I wear these lenses, uh, imagine my I've got a red lens, a red glasses, and you say to me, Hanan, what do you think of this black T-shirt? I will look through the lens and I will go, well, that's not a black T-shirt, that's a red T-shirt because I see the world through the lens. If I believe I'm not good enough um, and you come along and say, Hanan, well done for achievement X, Y, and Z, I will look at mm -hmm. that and go, no, 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 I was lucky uh, or no, no, I didn't do that. I'm still not good enough because I see the world through the lens. Now, all core beliefs come from life experiences and uh, some core beliefs are very healthy and some core beliefs are unhealthy. And imagine me making you draw from Joburg to Cape Town uh, and I give you a roadmap that was drafted in 1876. Well, naturally, you're going to get it wrong. And it's not a question of what's wrong with me because there's nothing wrong with you. It's a question of what's wrong with my map. So when the core belief, when the map, the way in which you see the world is functional, it serves purpose, it has utility, then it's good that you stick to your guns because it keeps your world stable and consistent and predictable. But when the roadmap is outdated, no longer serves a purpose, gets you lost every single time in whichever area of your life, then your view of seeing the world, your rules of engaging with the world is wrong and needs to be real life tested. So when it's good, stick to it. Of course, it's very good for us. And when it's not good, you've got to change that. Hmm. What's that when it's good, it's really, really good. And when it's bad, it's, it's horrid. Buggy. It's really, really bad. It's really, really yeah. bad. And, and by the way, the brain is really conservative in terms of sticking to what we know. So when the brain holds onto a particular roadmap, it wants to keep on looking for ways and means to confirm that that roadmap is correct. Because change is very difficult for the brain to accept because in the, in, back in the day, change equals I might not survive. So the brain wants to look for proof of why my roadmap that was even drafted in 1876 is still current mm -hmm. and relevant. So I will read things, I will engage with things, I will debate things that prove me right and reject things that prove me wrong. And we see this a lot. You know, I see this in terms of relationships. I might see um, an abused and maybe a, a lady that's being abused in a, in a relationship will get yeah. her out of the relationship. And two seconds later, she's like, no, 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 Hanan, he's a good guy. He didn't mean yeah. to, he didn't hit me. I think I fell. He's a great provider. And they go back to mm -hmm. prove that the old roadmap is correct. So we do this financially. We do it in relationships. We do it socially. We do it in relationships. We do it in terms of work and sense of purpose. We want to keep on proving ourselves right. The human brain, and this is important, and just maybe to give you another analogy, if I take a person that grew up in, a, in an abusive house, let's say take a young girl, grew up, grew up mm -hmm. in an abusive house, abusive father, abusive uncle, naturally her roadmap is, well, the men are abusive. Now you put her 
in a social gathering. She's 30 years old. You put in a social gathering, 100 men mm-hmm. there, 99 of those men will treat her like a princess, but there'll be one guy that will absolutely abuse and control. And who will she naturally pick? That mm-hmm. one guy. And every yeah. time she'll sit in my office right here and say to me, I want somebody kind and somebody consistent mm-hmm. and somebody honest and transparent and predictable, but naturally they gravitate towards what what is familiar, what they know, things that prove them right. We do not create what we want. We repeat what we know. And that's the confirmation bias. That's uh, insane. I mean, rationally, it makes no sense at all. But you're telling me that people can't help it. They just, this is what they they program to do. The subconscious mind is like a radar and it's constantly looking for familiarity. So even though I want X, I will naturally create what is familiar to me. If I, if from age zero, I get told that I'm not good enough over and over again, that will be my view of the world. That will be my roadmap. 40 years later, I want to be successful and happy and all those wonderful things, but I will always go out and create what I know. I will create experiences that make me feel the things that are familiar. I will confirm the bias. I will confirm the lens that is familiar to me. Doc, uh, just to jump in, how do you change that lens and how do you start recognizing that you do have these confirmation biases and how do you start reprogramming? Yeah. Right. So first of all, we all have confirmation bias. We can't get away from it. We all wear a lens. Nobody sees a clear view or a pure view of the world. The question is, Mm -hmm. is it working for you? And I want everybody to ask yourselves in these different areas of your life, are you getting it right? Well, in your career, in your financial security, with your family, with your friends, romantic partners, in your health, in your diet, in your exercise, in your sleep, are you getting from point A to point B? And if the answer is yes, well, wonderful. That means your lens is working. Your lens is functional. It's updated. The roadmap is current. But if you're not getting to your desired goal, then obviously your lens is broken. It's cracked. It's leading you down a path that's not getting you to your desired goal. So, But your question, how do we change it? These lenses are created, these core beliefs are created through life experiences. And the only way to change them, the only way is not through affirmation or meditation or visualization or telling yourself how wonderful you are in the mirror. The only way to change these core beliefs is only through the opposite life experience, period. Life experience creates these lenses and the only force in the world that will change it is the opposite life experience. So, for example, if you take, you know, back in the day, the way they used to train circus elephants is they tied an elephant to a tree, a baby elephant. The elephant tried to move, it couldn't, 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 couldn't. Eventually, the elephant developed the core belief. The tree is bigger than me. I can't pull out the tree. That is the elephant's core belief. That's the lens. 30 years later, the elephant is big enough to pull out 50 of those trees. But what does the elephant do? Of course it doesn't because the tree is bigger than me. That's the elephant's core belief roadmap. How do we change elephant's core belief? The only way it's me saying to the elephant, I know you can't, but humor me and try once. And the moment the elephant tries once, okay, I'll try, pulls it out, it's done. The core belief will begin to change. But this is something important. I know we're running out of time, but I'll say one more thing. The Mm -hmm. moment the elephant pulls out the tree, what's developed in the brain is what we call cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when I believe one thing, I can't pull out the tree, but I've just created the opposite. And the brain literally goes into a limbo state where it goes, uh, 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 and it's a horrible, sufferable 
state. And it's so sufferable that the brain would rather hold on to a core belief that doesn't work, the confirmation yeah. bias, than lean on something new that is better for me. But you have to create that experience over and over and over and over again until the brain finds familiarity and comfort in the new world and the new core belief for the new rule set. But that is only done through life experience. Jesus, our brains are useless. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I mean, don't you think that? I mean, that's so that, stupid, right, Doc? I mean, that just proves how dumb we are. Completely. Completely. We're just primitive machines. That's it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Once you All understand right, well, workings of the brain, it's like, oh gosh, okay, now I see. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it makes even less sense because that is your, you, you're like, well, why didn't my brain figure this out for itself yeah. before I had to be told this? It's so dumb. Like, if you have the ability right. to change things in your own head, why do you have to wait for someone else to show you how to change things in your own head? It's so stupid. All right. Thank you, Doc. Nice to All speak right, to you as always. Nice to see you. Always. Have an awesome week. All right. You too, guys. Bye. Cliffcentral.com.